Welcome back to the second season of Multiclass Theater, the role-playing podcast with class and a pathological inability to stay together. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. If those don't bother you, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time, it was an episode packed with secrets, reveals, and poor decision-making, but that's nothing new. Mist revealed a secret he had been keeping since Roth. He carries a shard of Tear, a near-mythical artifact, said to be a fragment of the source of all magic. Unfortunately, it seems the deceased Ancient, from episode 2, way back then, was in a race to find a shard, perhaps even the very one now in Mist's possession. These being questions for a longer story arc, the party traveled on into the night, finally reaching the town of Vankala. Rotan, incapable of understanding time of day, or the concept of business hours, prepared to set out immediately to speak with the Organizational Defense League, or ODAL, responsible for the safety of Vankala. But before he could commit such a blunder, he was intercepted by someone he did not expect to meet here. His sister-in-law and newborn nephew... It seems Rotan's brother has gone missing. Then Rotan blundered off. And that's where we find him on Multiclass Theater. Rotan, you make your way through the streets. The wind has picked up considerably, and the moon has come out from behind the clouds it was hiding behind. Snowdrifts blow across your path, making it difficult to see. You follow the winding streets of Ankala until you come to the southern gate. It is open and unguarded, which seems strange until you cross its threshold and see before you a stone bridge which crosses a gorge. The gorge itself is about 100 feet deep, with an icy river running below. On the other side of the gorge, you see a compound made up of three buildings, one of which has an attached tower. It is the tallest structure in this town. Beyond the bridge, there is a gate in the wall, the wooden wall which surrounds the compound. The gate is closed. It is thick oak with iron bands strengthening it. You do not see any guards or light. Rotan will walk up to the gate and um, and bang on it. You bang on the gate with loud thuds which echo around the canyon, and you wait, and there is no answer. You knock again. Nothing. Just silence. Hmm. How high is the wall? I would say the wall is probably about 20 feet high. It is a wooden wall made of carved, pointed logs. Hey! What you have been up in there? You yell, but over the howling wind, you don't think anyone is hearing you. Then Rotan is going to turn... <laughs> if only he had attuned to his circling. <laughs> <laughs> if only he knew how. He's going to turn right and start working his way along the wall. And uh, just sort of... in 
inspecting the uh, the the defenses, so to speak. The snow is very deep as it's piled up against the wall, but it's not firm. So you find yourself sinking into the snow, especially in your heavy metal armor. It's about up to your, let's say, knees or maybe even your mid-thigh in places. I don't think I'm wearing the armor. I think last session we said it wouldn't fit with the, the sort of quick, warm clothes I have. No, probably not. So, so okay. I guess I'd probably so, be wearing the old chainmail. You're still sinking into it because you're heavy enough regardless. No Legolas are you. You're trudging around the perimeter. Are you just examining the fence? Are you peering inside? What are you exactly doing? I want to look, see if there's a vantage point to see over the fence inside or through the fence inside. Um, looking for weaknesses or deviations in the fence, seeing if there are any outbuildings, that sort of thing. Give me an investigations check. That's a 10. You've managed to find a small gap in the fence, in just enough to be able to press your face against it and see through. You see that the compound itself is made up of three buildings. There's a main building with the attached tower, there is a small building to the east of it, which or southeast of it, which looks like it is most likely a stable. And then opposite the main building, sort of forming a courtyard with the other two buildings, is a long, low building with several windows. You're not really sure what the purpose of that building is. You can't tell from where you are. But looking through, you don't see any guard towers or anybody patrolling the grounds. It looks like it is very much closed up for the night. Okay. Any lights? You don't see any lights. All right. I'm going to keep working my way along the wall. So you keep working your way along the wall. And we'll say it's taken enough time that Silway, you and Mist and Trevor have made your way to the bridge. So you're at the foot of the bridge, you see it spanning the gorge in front of you, and you see the compound beyond it. You do not see Rotan anywhere. Well, he fell to his death. Oh, well. <laughs> you hear Rotan plummeting, but that's all you see. <laughs> clang, 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 clang. Oh, yeah, bouncing down the slope. <laughs> Silway is standing at the beginning of the bridge with the cloak around her, shivering a little. Why did no one tell me that mountains were so cold? You crossed the bridge, and as you approach the gate, you notice a set of footprints trudging off in the snow in the southeastern direction along the fence line. Those are big footprints, and fresh. Rotan has big feet, right? I mean, huh. Is Rotan a Sasquatch? He sounds like a Sasquatch. When he walks, very loud, like a clunker. New quest. Bigfoot. Doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> More important than anything we're doing right now. Right, so he's going to start following the footsteps. Like walking in the footsteps themselves so she doesn't leave her own. Give me a dexterity check, because it is, it is treacherous going. And it's, it's less footprints as sort of a path he has carved through the snow. Okay. Give it, given how deep it is. Fifteen. Mist, are you going to follow? Trevor is obviously going to follow. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to split the party three ways. This is nuts. 
I'm glad my dex is pretty decent, because... 13. You're following along. Behind you, Trevor starts to... takes about two steps, trips over the end of his cloak, and falls face first into the snow. Thankfully, the snow is thick enough and soft enough that there is no real noise. But he pulls himself up, and he is covered in powder. And he is shivering uncontrollably. Silly rolls her eyes very loudly. Can I shape water to get the snow off of him? You can press digitate it off of him. It cleans stuff. I mean, I guess press press digitate would probably work too. Uh, Whichever you'd like to do, I think you could. Or mage hand to just dust him off. Whichever you'd like to do. I mean, I would probably suggest maybe the one that doesn't cost you a spell slot. Uh, They're all cantrips. (laughs) Okay, so whichever you'd like to do. Or just use your hands, you know, like a... A person. <laughs> yeah, but then I get snow on my paws. I, or you could use human. I, so I was just going to say, he wiggles his. Oh, actually, no, because if we do that, then human's going to start leaving footprints. Will it? It's not I always an thought invisible flo- person. No, I thought it's a force. No, I, yeah. yeah, I thought he was always oh, pictured it almost like a floating ghost. Yeah, we'll have we'll have human dust the kid off. Um, what what what, what is this? What, what what's happening? It's magic. Relax. Quiet, Trevor. Be quiet. Um, okay. You do have that silence scroll. I'm just saying. Trevor stands there with his eyes pressed tightly together while Human dusts him off, and he is ready to follow you onward again. Rotan, have you continued on moving around the fence line, or are you still peering through it? No, I've, I've continued on. You continue along the fence line looking for weak points, some way you could exploit to enter the compound, and you don't really find any. Eventually, you find yourself back at the beginning, near the gate, near the bridge, and you look across the road, and you see your tracks, and about five or ten feet in, you see a large almost person-shaped depression in the snow. Curious. There was not more than one of me. (laughs) Perhaps some villains are on my tail. I shall wait for them here in hiding. And Rotan's going to try and hide himself somewhere. Okay, give me a stealth check. Uh, (laughs) Uh, That's an eight. Okay, as Rotan tucks himself up next to the fence post, as far as you know, you are completely invisible. You're standing there. They can't see me at all. And I'm going to draw my hammers. Silway and Mist, I'd like each of you to give me a survival check. No problem. 19. 20. You are following the tracks, and you reach... I would say the midpoint uh, of the fence line, about 180 degrees from where you began, and you notice that the tracks stop for a moment and shuffle about uh, as if somebody paused here before continuing on. You perceive the narrow gap in the fence, and you peer through it, and you see much like I described before. She makes note of the layout and continues walking or following the tracks and then gestures towards Mist to take a look inside and Trevor... Remembering some of the abilities that I have, this is actually super good for Mist to do. Trevor 
peeks his way in and spends a little bit more time than either one of you. You're not quite sure why, but he seems very interested in the inside of the courtyard or the compound. And then once he feels satisfied or bored, you can't really tell, he pushes back from the fence and looks at you to continue on. Wait, insight check. Uh, 14, maybe I can tell. Okay, you think when Trevor was looking inside, you saw him, and I'll give you a special insight since you are in fact a cat. You know how cats, before they make a jump, you watch them work out this geometry in their heads? Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing as he was looking from building to building and kind of looking at distances and working things out in his head. Is Trevor wiggling his butt like a cat before it jumps? He is not, but... <laughs> Calibrating. I'll Calibrating. let you know if he Calibrating. <laughs> that would be so adorable. Okay. Well, Silway doesn't notice any of this. She's already started, like, trudging through the snow, following the tracks while they're doing their thing. You, uh... You making plans, kid? Maybe. If it if it comes to it. I, I don't know what what we're going to do, but... So Celine taught me how to do it. How to look at and figure out where handholds and... Um, and, and low roofs and things like that are. Huh. Wait, damned. That might be useful. Good looking out. Oh, well, thanks. He hastily moves on after that. Unseen in front of you, Silway is smiling a little bit. You push your way through the snow, following the footsteps around the fence line, and eventually you see the trees that you were wandering through give way, and you see the gorge opening up before you the town rising on the other side and you come full circle back to the beginning now you may give me a perception check both of you all right I'll try to beat rotons eight with my plus eight <laughs> 20 how, how does 16 plus five work B- both of you see standing in what he thinks are the shadows with both his hammers out is roton with a sneaky look on his face as if he's waiting to ambush somebody. Gee, we've looked so long and hard to find Rotan, but I can't find, can't seem to see him. I don't know where he could be. Maybe I'll climb onto this fence post and try to get a better look, and I try to climb on top of his head. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I rolled perception to try and see them, and I got a five. <laughs> you also have a disadvantage to spot me. Oh, do I? Because I, I have my cloak of all kind on. Because of the wind and the blown snow, you're finding it difficult to see that far in front of you, Rotan. Stinging at the eyes and stuff. Stinging at the eyes, exactly. Give me another perception check. Uh, better, 12. Okay, but you do hear Mist say something. Or you do hear what he said. Mist? Is that you? Is he saying this as I'm on top of him? Well, or... as you're moving to get close to him. What? Who said that? It's Rotan. Who, who's talking? I can't see anyone. They're so well hidden. And completely inconspicuous. Ah, I'm, I'm over by the wall. I cannot see you either. Ah, he's right there. Trevor, what are you doing here? What are you all doing here? Uh, we came to find you. Is is that Rotan? He's so sneaky. Why? Why did you... All right, you... this bit was funnier in my head. Never mind. 
Let's move on. Why, why did you, why did you come to find me? Because of the tremendous number of people who suggested that going to see the Odal late at night is a terrible, terrible idea. We didn't want that terrible, terrible idea to involve you. Oh, well, I missed. I'm, I'm touched. The last time you wandered off by yourself, you almost got killed by a wraith. So here we are. Or was it a white? I don't know. All those zombies kind of do the same thing. Well, I've walked all the way around the compound, and I've not seen any obvious way in. I've also tried knocking, and that doesn't seem to have worked either. I know an obvious way in. Yes? What is that? Silway walks up to the wall and just starts walking vertically up it. What? With her boots of spider climb. (laughs) Uh... Point of order, wasn't the whole point in doing this to, like, stay out of trouble? Minimize the... Just making a point. She's about ten feet. It's like halfway up. Silway, I didn't know you could do that. She does whatever a spider can. Are you part spider? This is what I do, Rotan. I climb, I spy, I sneak. Good lord. But not like that. That's kind of freaky. It's very useful. If you want to get inside, I can get inside and open the gate for you. But is that a good idea? Tonight? as Mist was pointing out. Well, uh, well, why wouldn't it be a good idea? What do you intend to do once you get inside? Well, I intend to, uh, search for information about my brother, and, um, and try and find someone who I can let know that their shipment was waylaid. Are you going to wake them up out of their sleep? Yeah, if I must. Both of these things seem fairly urgent. There's urgent, and then there's angering people by waking them up in the middle of the night. That's not going to help your cause. There's urgent, and then there's family, similarly. Well, I suppose that's true. But not really. She walks back down the wall to stand in front of them again. <laughs> Rotan can't have had a, a family as nice as the themes kill. <laughs> that's not the family she's thinking of. <laughs> Ooh. All right. As he watches her do this, Trevor gets a determined look on his face, and he is going to try to climb the wall. At first, you think he's going to try to walk straight up it, but he realizes quickly that he can't do that, so he's going to try to do it the conventional way. And he gets about halfway up pretty easily, and he's just hanging on the side of the wall. Uh, It's, yeah, it's not too hard. That's not bad, Trevor. I bet you could make it in, too. I bet Mist could as well. Uh, should I, should, should I make it in? No. Oh, okay. Well, that depends. Rotan, can we talk you into going back to the, the inn tonight? Perhaps. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't, like, sneaking our way into a place that is closed, what do you call it? What's the word for that? Um, uh... Against the law. Yeah. Something, something. I think it's called burglary. No, that's when you steal something. Oh, I can see, perhaps, that there might be an argument to be made for waiting until the gates are open. Especially since nobody seems to be, uh, ready to let us in. If you enter now, in the middle of the night, you would be entering against their will, and they might attack you, because you are an intruder. I suppose it has been a long time since my brother was last seen here. So, Diana, I want to say that there was probably something that that Rotan would associate with his brother like a physical so like his brother had a sword that he carried with him everywhere 
or a medallion or something of that nature. Do you think that makes sense? Yes, we're thinking along the same lines. Okay, so Rotan's going to cast Locate Object on whatever you think it would be. Does it need... Uh, are there any details? Like, what's the range of it? The range is a thousand feet. Okay, and how does it... Do you just know where it is? Is it like a waypoint marker on a, you know, in a video game? Uh, you sense the direction to the object's location, and the, if the object is in motion, you know the direction of its movement. All right, so you don't just hear a voice that says, hot, warm, cold, 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 warm, burning, on fire. I have a sense of which direction it is in. I don't know how far away it is, I think. Okay, Rotan, you sense your brother's sword is close by. You feel it coming from in front of you. Well, you can't really tell how far away. If you're looking at the gate, it is northeast of where you're standing. His sword! His sword is here! And then he's going to break into a run and go try and make it around as quickly as possible to where that gap in the wall was that he peered through earlier. You begin to sprint through the snow and give me a dexterity check. Don't fail me now. That's a 10. You manage to stay on your feet, though you're stumbling because you're a bit out of control oh, for sure. as you run. As you run around the fence, you get a sense that the object is moving. Or not moving, but it's moving. you're moving relative to it. Okay. So as you perceived it originally to be to the northeast of you, as you come to about 12 o'clock on the circle, it would be directly to your right and as you keep going, it stays on your right-hand side. So you're pretty certain that it is inside the compound. Eventually, you reach the gap at the rear of the compound. Mist and Silway, you see Rotan go tearing off into the darkness. What do you do? Uh, uh, oh, and she follows. <laughs> and Mist follows as well. Uh, so we're not going home. Jennifer, get down. We're chasing Rotan. Trevor jumps down from the fence and follows behind. The three of you catch up to Rotan standing at the fence. Rotan, you are at the fence. What are you going to do? Uh, I want to peer through and try and figure out which building uh, that that uh, vibe is coming, the sword vibe is coming from, and uh, and whether it is at ground level or not, if I can. You can't tell if it's at ground level or not, uh, but you believe it is in the main building. Rotan, what is going on? My brother's sword. It's being held in that in that main building over there. I can tell. You're sure of this? I am. Does that mean he is with the sword? I do not know, but it does not bode well. I suspect you may be in the need of the services of a thief. Uh, Rotan's going to start trying to climb the wall. Oh, come on! <laughs> Are you surprised that he's not good at this? That's... Wait, is this athletics? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm good at athletics. But I was going to say, do it at disadvantage, because oh. the wall is icy, especially here in the back. Oh, that's even worse! <laughs> okay. Uh, that's going to be, uh... uh yeah, that's... That's going to be an 11 still. Okay, Rotan, you try to climb the wall, and you get a few feet up, and then you begin to slide down, because the logs are very slick and covered with ice. 
Dratantor Nation. Rathan, do you need us to get that sword for you? I must learn what happened to my brother. I am worried, Silway. I am very troubled by this turn of events. Clearly. Why should he be here? Perhaps he had a vision from his goddess. Perhaps. Perhaps he did. I was being sarcastic. But then why wouldn't I know? Don't ask me how goddesses work. I'm only here because you are. But if you need to get that sword, or if you need us to go inside and find out if your brother is there, you have the services of three very good climbers and two very good scouts. Oh, thank you. I do not wish to put you all in danger. I've been in worse danger than this. Yes, but not on my behalf. Hmm, that could be true. I could go inside, and I could look for this sword and this brother of yours. Or I could go inside and open the front gate. Mist could come with me. He has claws. He can climb. Hmm. What do you think, Mist? I can come too! I think we should come back in the morning, but if we're dead set on doing this at night... Hey, there are worse places for a cat to operate. Let us go inside and see if the front gate is easy to open. Then you can join us. My brother is being held here. Then, I believe a night assault may suit us well. If my brother is not here, but he has been separated from his sword, then I feel the worst. Yes. I believe time is of the essence here. Hmm. Does that mean you want us to go in and find out quickly? Or do you want us to let you in so you can find out quickly? I think we all should find out quickly. Very well. And Silway starts walking up the wall again. Uh, hang on just a second. And I am going to cast Invisibility on the both of us. What did you just do? Magic. Deal with it. <laughs> you, you can make people invisible with magic? Yup. Teach me. <laughs> oh, now we want to use magic. <laughs> now I like magic. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Um... What happened to Silway Rotan? Hmm. He wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, I'm still here, Trevor. Trevor starts reaching out, like groping blindly, as if he's in the dark and he can't see. I think she reaches for his hand. And he, he takes it and he grabs it really tightly. Oh, thank God. I thought you, like, vanished. Well, you did vanish, but I thought, like, I, I don't know. I was really scared. It's okay, Trevor. We'll be fine. Mist and I are expert sneaks. We will find out what we can and come back. Should I, I just w- wait here? Keep Rotan safe. He sounds like he needs help right now. Oh, okay. If you hear a signal, that means find a way inside and save us. Up, uh, so I. Be, be careful. Of course. And she lets go of his hand. So wait, if you feel me tug on your sleeve or cloak or something, like, stop. Okay. Because if we're going to be all sneaky, like, talking is not going to be the most sneaky. But you know that, but... She cast the message cantrip. Perhaps we could whisper. Well, that's great one direction. Maybe you should learn the spell. It's not on my spell list. Oh, something I can do that you can't. Ooh. Shane. Ooh. <laughs> and Mist dispels invis- invisibility from her. Because <laughs> Mist is a petty bitch. <laughs> Aren't, I mean, cat. 
Alright, well, Zoe is walking up the wall at this point. She let go of Trevor's hand, and uh, I think she's headed up the wall. Walk up the wall and down the other side. Mist, give me a dexterity check or climbing check to get up and over it. Um, she'll, she'll assist him, by the way, because like, she can just basically walk on it like it's solid ground, so she can like offer him a hand to help climb. Uh, do you want to call it acrobatics or athletics? It's still athletics. I, I, athletics, and you can do it at advantage since she's helping you out. Oh, thank goodness. Natural. Woo. Okay, you easily scamper up the wall and vault over the other side. Are you going to just hop down from the top of the wall? You can climb down slowly. Once you both get up to the top of the wall and over the pointy bits, what is your plan? Is there like a rampart on the other side, or is it just... No, it is just a... Uh, a log fence. How much distance is between the buildings and the fence? At least 50 feet, maybe even more. 75 feet. Okay. It's so a there's... fairly big enclosure. I don't see any way to avoid leaving footprints. Unless you can make us fly. Uh, nope, not yet. We're just going to have to be cautious. Stay light on our feet. Well, we can't avoid leaving footprints. But we can leave one set of footprints. Who has bigger feet, me or you? I'm a six-foot cat, so probably you. I was going to say, you're a six-foot cat, so probably you. Yeah, but I'm digitigrade. <laughs> that means I walk on my toes, not what, on my what, bowl. What language are you speaking? <laughs> Science! <laughs> Fine, I'll go first then. And for the record, I think Silway does have big feet. Okay, noted. We now know that Silway <laughs> does not have Latin on her language list. <laughs> she has the fantasy equivalent of Latin on her language list. This is true, she uh, does. good enough. <laughs> Old common. <laughs> you are nearly across the open expanse, creeping carefully and silently through the snow. When mist, suddenly you are hit in the back by what feels like a very heavy object that whips around you, slamming into your chest and piercing it with what feels like multiple talons. Ooh. You wow. take six points of damage. And you see something land in the snow near you, but you can't quite make out what it is. Roll for initiative. 12 initiative. 15 initiative. Mist, it is your turn. Great. Let's see. Do I have anything that can light this thing up? Is it leaving footprints? You do see some footprints in the snow. You could give me a nature check if you want to try to determine what kind of footprints you're seeing. Sure. Let's give that a shot real quick. Uh, ho-ho! Natural 20. They seem to be cat-like, as if it is a large cat-type creature. It's like an advantage, an advantage on that one. <laughs> the same kind of, I guess, footprints that you're leaving. I, I would say the word, but I forget what it is. Digitigrade. Very good, yes. Humans, for the record, are plantigrade, because we walk on the whole sole of our foot. Plantar fascia. And you see six of them. I see six feet? Six footprints. I think I know what this is. I think I do, too. <laughs> Out of character Not only. in character, you know. <laughs> is this a giant tardigrade? <laughs> While we're on the grades? <laughs> no, it's it's a... Uh, I know what it is out of character. I don't know if I should just go ahead. Well, I'm talking nope, out of character. Nope. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't say what the spectator was. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. It's enough footprints to aim at. We're going full, uh, full Eldritch Blast on this thing. Okay, you attack at disadvantage. Does a 13 hit? A 13 would hit. 
Oh, excellent. So this thing will take 10 force damage from the first ray, and it takes 15 damage from... So 25 force damage total. Pop, pop. Pop. I've oh. casted the wrong spell for that, but I should be casting like an earthquake spell for that, but whatever. As you light it up with two Eldritch Blasts, you see not where you thought you were looking at the footprints, but about 10 feet away from those footprints, you see a creature standing and snarling at you. It looks like a giant black panther, but with six legs and tentacles whipping around from its back. Yep. Oh. It is glaring at you, and it is angry. Oh, why are you? Oh, um, by the way, Silway, our invisibility is over. Did you fail concentration? Oh, no, I shot. So that dispelled. So, so your invisibility is over. Uh, no, both. The, I think both of your invisibility is over. I think it ends when we it do says something it ends, more than... It says it ends for the target if the target attacks or casts a spell. So you are one of the two targets. So yours is ended. Spell ends for a target, yes, that attacks or casts a spell. Yeah, so... So unless you drop concentration, I think I still am invisible. Mist, you are visible. This thing is visible. And Silway, you are not. And Silway, it is your attack. Okay, how far away is this thing? Probably about 20 feet from where you are. Find the sword. I can deal with this. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You sound way too eager. I'm probably going to get myself killed during this. Right. Well, But I always have a plan B. Good luck. If you die, I'll take the ring. Oh, right, yeah, that, yeah. And then she stays invisible and goes, tries to make her way to the building. So, Mist, this thing is going to launch itself at you. Some cat-on-cat action. Don't make me yell signal. Magical cat-on-magical cat action. It leaps at you, whipping at you with its tentacles. And one of them hits you. Ow. Smacks you in the shoulder as it's flying by. And it's pounce for nine points of damage. Ow. That was a bit, that, that stings. You said you could handle this thing. Yeah, no, I can't. I'm going to use, because this thing's now in melee range, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm going to use, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Grasping Vines from the Staff. Uh, I conjure vines, that, I conjure vine that sprouts from the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. So how about back towards the wall? Okay. 30 feet away. Then I can... Uh, direct the vine to lash out at a creature within 30 feet of it uh, that I can see um, and it must succeed on a deck save or be pulled 20 feet directly toward the vine. This seems, thing seems pretty dexterous. From your point of view, the vine comes snaking towards the creature and wraps itself around it, holding it in place. For my regular action, I will blasty blasty. It'll take seven more force damage. You fire an Eldritch Bolt and... One of them seems to pass through the creature. The second one also seems to miss, but as it goes screaming over the creature's shoulder, it actually hits it about 10 feet back beyond where you thought it was. Whoa. And the creature wrapped in the vine vanishes, and you see it 10 feet away, glaring at you and growling softly. So Silway, as you are crossing, from the outer buildings towards the main building. You hear a shuffling through the snow and you feel something whip just past your face. And then another one misses you narrowly from behind, snagging your cloak as it goes by. You look to your left 
and you see two sets of footprints, or rather, 12 sets of footprints in the snow nearby. Oh, crap. So 12 sets, so there's 24 feet. <laughs> well, not 12 sets. I, know. I mean, it's, yeah. 12 footprints. How's that? All right, so she is definitely on her guard now. Dagger's out, uh, and I guess trying to perceive where these things are. Do you want to attack, or...? Uh, no, she doesn't know where to... I don't think she... I think she's just, like, on the defensive I mean, you at the see moment. the footprints. Yeah, but she's not going to throw a dagger into the snow unless she knows where it is. Okay. Is she, is she near the building? You're in the center of the courtyard between all the buildings. Okay, so she'd have to run for the building. You'd have to run for the building. They're definitely within melee range, so they would get an, an attack of opportunity. Oh, if they're in melee range, she'll she'll slash at it with her daggers if they're near, if she thinks they're nearby. Oh yeah, they, they landed in, in melee range. Yeah, she won't throw them as all. So it, you can attack at disadvantage. All right, attack at disadvantage. Uh, that was terrible. Roll the two. You swing wildly at the air, and you do not connect. Offhand attack. That's another two. All right, this is not going to go well. So you're just flailing blindly in the night. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Oh my gosh, so. if Rotan loses his two companions to this. <laughs> so here's a question. What is Rotan doing during all this? Is he peering through the fence watching? Is he just standing there? He was under the impression that they were going to let him in through the gate, I think. Right? That was the last plan. Wait, what was it? I thought he was told Sylvia to get the sword. <laughs> oh, then, then, uh, then, yeah, then he would be peering at... Okay, so then Rotan sees this. Rotan sees... He sees Mist stagger, and then he sees Mist turn and fire off two Eldritch bolts at something in the snow. One of them connects, and the panther-like creature appears. What's what's going on? Can, can I see? It looks like it's some sort of fight, Trevor. Take a look. Trevor peers through. Oh, where's... Where, where's Soleil? Ah, uh, I... I have no idea. Should we should we help him? Yes, I think we should. Uh, do you think you can climb this wall? Oh, I, I, I think so. Well, very good. Trevor scampers up on top of the wall, and he swings his legs over, and he's skinny enough to actually sit in the little valley between two of the log spikes, and he reaches down towards you. I could try to help you. Uh, I want to uh, try to grab his hand. Give me athletics at advantage. Or actually just regular, because we said it was disadvantage because it was icy. 21. You grab his hand, and he struggles with all his might to pull you up, but he is able to do so. Scrabble, scrabble, scrabble. You're precariously perched on top of the fence. Exactly. And uh, then Rotom's going to go down the other side. There's a battle there. Give me a dexterity check to go down the other side. Ah, uh, that's more like it. That's an eight. You clamber over the top, but as you're trying to swing your leg over and go down, it catches, and you end up falling down face first into the snow. Thank you, Trevor! <laughs> it's deep enough that you don't take damage, but it's going it's to take a round for you to extricate yourself. Trevor actually does the same thing. <laughs> and falls next to you. <laughs> So you're both tangled up in the snow. Oh, not dad is such a good role model. <laughs> this is true. Hey everyone, we will get back to uh, episode 7 of season 2 
uh, here in just a moment, but we wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening, as always. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please let us know. Uh, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to f- listen to your podcasts. It helps us find a wider audience and uh, lets us know that you like what we're doing. And uh, you can also reach out to us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, I think we still have an Instagram. We do indeed. We do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Excellent. Uh, you can tell how social media savvy I am. But uh, I'm going to turn it over to my counterparts because they know a lot more about our social media situation than I do. Uh, this is true. Um, you can follow us uh, at MCT Pod on Twitter. You can follow us at Multiclass Theater on Instagram and also uh, Facebook.com backslash Multiclass Theater. We've been putting some new stuff on Instagram as we record this. Mike is in the midst of painting a mini of mist. Try saying that five times fast. He has a top hat and nothing else. Yes. And so once he is finished, we would uh, we will be putting a uh, photo of mist in all his glory. Uh, okay, just to be just to be clear. Mist is wearing more than just a top hat. He is not in all his glory. <laughs> I just have painted the top hat so far. <laughs> There's a cat that's all one color with a top hat on it. I assume he's naked. I mean, he is a cat. It's not like... Well, I mean, yeah, so he has fur. It's not like we're talking about Roton. I mean, though Sheila would not complain. So speaking of social media, speaking of supporting us, uh, you can also uh, follow us on Patreon or support us at Patreon. Uh, we actually have a new patron. Um, her name is the Abil Queen. She is a map maker from England. She makes beautiful battleground maps uh, for use in your Roll20 campaigns. She does custom work. You can find her on Twitter at uh, the... Abiel Queen, uh, and I'll spell that for you. It's A-B-E-I-L. That is super exciting. I love getting patrons. She, yeah, and she is like, she does amazing work. International patrons even. Yes, and you can support her also on her Patreon and um, help her make even more gorgeous maps. Because uh, maps are the best. Without a map, you have nothing. Diana loves maps. I do love maps. So, hey, uh, support us, follow us. Rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts. And I have another thing you can follow on social media if you really want to, uh, which is I'm actually joining a a side project, which is another podcast featuring um, a collection of podcasters from various shows, and I'm choosing to represent multi-class theater there. And this one, actually, we will be live streaming our sessions, so makes me very nervous sadly the first episode will be airing tonight uh which of course this won't come out for like two weeks so you will have missed it but i assume you can look at youtube or something and those recordings will be available to you that is correct and i believe it will be in podcast form at some point as well Um, but the name of that is one crit blunders we're going with a very punny name and you can find us i know diana does not like puns (laughs) I, you know what? I'm coming around because God knows I use enough of them now. I blame all of you. You're welcome. But yeah, you can find us on Twitter as well and Facebook and a few other places. I do not run the Facebook one on that particular one, but it is uh, One Crit Blunders. That's a Facebook fan page. And you can find all our links there. 
Yeah. And one of the other uh, members of this podcast, one of the other cast members is uh, Jeremy uh, Kleinhans, who's uh, the producer and DM of Midnight Kingdoms, and he has been a guest on this podcast before. I look forward to playing with uh, Cat Sith in person. Jeremy's fun. I We have played together. It is it is a lot of fun. So um, that's about it, unless you all want to talk about the new trailer for the new Batman movie, which, you know. I did not know that existed. Do what now? Okay, so uh, in other words, back to the show. Adam, anything? No, I think we're good. <laughs> all right. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, my audio is going to be easy. <laughs> and next, the thing squared off at you and is going to lunge again with its tentacles. One of them hits you. Ow. One of them whips you for 10 points of damage. Ow, Jesus. And now it is your attack. Yeah, I'm going to use a bonus action to have that vine make another grab at it. Okay. So you need to make that deck save. This time, the vine snakes forward, and since it's visible to you, it wraps it up securely. Great. And uh, that thing gets pulled 20 feet toward the uh, root of the vine. Which was back towards the fence. Do I still have disadvantage? or? No, you do not have disadvantage. Oh, lovely. Um, ugh, still managed to miss with one of them. But I do deal another 10 force damage to it, bombarding this thing as it's getting pulled away from me. A lovely parting gift! Rotan and Trevor, you are pulling yourself out of the snow when you see this vine pulling a beast towards you. Um, I don't think this is good. It's excellent, Trevor. (laughs) Rotan, give me initiative. Uh, that is a five. Okay, Rotan is last. <laughs> He's, he goes to get up and, like, slips again. Okay, Silway, that brings us to you. Right, there's still two things invisibly circling her. Right, she's going to swing at the one she thinks is nearest. The disadvantage, it's a 12. That misses. And offhand, a 1 and a 2. So, critical failure. You swing your dagger, and your hand connects with one of the tentacles that's whipping around in the darkness. It doesn't do any damage, but because your hands are cold, it forces you to drop your offhand dagger. Okay. Well, then I guess she will uh, attempt to draw whatever spares. (laughs) And I think she's going to try to move back towards uh, Mist and the others, just try to not be surrounded by these things. Bonus action, disengage, and 30 feet back towards the fray. So you were within melee range, right, Mist, when you cast the Vine spell, right? Uh, I mean, I assume so because it struck me. You pulled it 20 feet back. It bounds at you and leaps and attacks and hits you once with a tentacle for eight points of damage. Ow, it's getting really rude, you know. And now, Silway, each one of the creatures circling you slaps out with one of its tentacles and connects. So you get hit in one side and then the other. And something sharp whips across your upper shoulder for a total of 15 points of damage. This seems like a good time to cast the shield spell. Okay. So she will use that as her reaction and we'll give her plus five AC. So if that 
saves her from either of those attacks? Uh, that would save her from both of those attacks. Oh, thank God. So, and how long does the shield last? Until the end of my next turn. Rotan, that brings us to you. Uh, Rotan's going to get up out of the snow and draw his hammers and then charge at the nearest uh, cat beast. Okay, that would be the one fighting Mist. Uh, is it within... Can I move to it in on my turn? Uh, you could get within range to attack of it, but you can't get within melee range. Hmm. You can get close. You'll get about 15 feet away from it. I want to get 15 feet away from it and then spit at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Rotong's gonna, gonna close the whole distance. Okay, and uh, that brings us to Trevor, and he was going to do the same. He's following up behind Rotong with his club, and that brings us to Mist. All right, we'll do the bonus. Uh, we'll, we'll control that vine again and try and yank this thing back. It lashes out and it misses. The thing ducks it as the vine goes sailing overhead. Damn. Guess I'm at disadvantage because we're in... Oh, damn no, it, you, still, you still have... It's a regular attack. It, you hit okay. it last round, so it's not... Well, yeah, but if I'm in melee with it, I think I'm at disadvantage. Oh, okay. And also, I real I forgot it hit me, so I got to make a concentration check to keep the keep the vine up, um, which I fail. So it doesn't really matter; the vine is gone. So instead, I am going to hex this thing, and I'm going to give it disadvantage on any time it needs to make a, I think, dexterity check, an ability check using dexterity. Okay. Um, but more importantly, if I more importantly, I'm, I, I'm ready to put this thing in the ground. So, um, first shot, uh, 15 will hit. Second shot, I'll roll all my damage at once. Natural one. That misses. Yeah. <laughs> so, it takes 12 force damage and an additional four necrotic damage. So, 16 damage total. So your second Eldridge Bolt flies over the creature's head and impacts into the side of the low building. And inside the low building, you see a light come on. Silway, it is your turn. All right. Is she within melee of everything now that she's moved her 30 feet back towards Mist and the visible one? You're like just on the edge of the corner. If you move back again, you'll be back close to them. Okay, that's her, her plan, because the things that are around her are invisible, so she's not going to keep fighting invisible things. So, another disengage bonus action. Okay. And move the rest of the distance back to the one Mist is fighting. Okay. And then attack it. Oh, god damn. Eleven. That misses. I have, been, I have not rolled above a five this entire encounter. So, Mist and Rotan, you see Silway appear out of the darkness and take a swing at the cat creature, but miss. And now it is its attack. It flails two tentacles out at mist, but misses you both times. Ah, suck it. <laughs> to keep my hex up. So I, one of them hits you twice. Another two tentacles whip across your body, stinging you and ripping your cloak. 15 points of damage again. Ow. Okay. Rotan, you feel something whip past your face, narrowly missing. 
and then another something whipped past your hand, your exposed hand. But you take no damage. Both of you see something smack into Silway, ripping her cloak and cutting her. And Trevor cries out, Silway, no! <laughs> and Rotan, it is your attack. I, I'll go after one that is not engaged with someone. One is close to you. That is the one that narrowly missed you. Let's do that one. That one needs a friend. Uh, I'll swing the first time. Uh, does a 12 hit? No, 12 will miss. Does a 23 hit? Yes. Ah, good. And I'm uh, gonna smite Evil Beastie. Uh, 15 damage. You hit it pretty hard. And the thing does not look happy at you. Trevor is his attack, and he is going after the one that is attacking Silway. Oh, poor Trevor. He might die from one hit from these things. Yeah, but he um, he rolled a 20, but he was at disadvantage, so oh, he doesn't get it. Because he rolls really well. So Trevor swings wildly at the beast that attacked you and has been hitting you, Silway, but misses it. Okay. And that brings us to Mist. Uh, then we'll just keep blasting until it stops moving. Um, ooh, aw. Got a natural 20, but then I have disadvantage because I'm in melee range, so I'll have to settle for a 17 plus 9, which is 26. So that one hits. That will hit. Um, hits anyway. The second one, ah, 12 we said does not hit. No. So, again, I just managed to land one bolt, but it's enough to trigger hex. So we do 12 force and 6 necrotic damage, so 18 damage total. The other good thing about you hitting them is it prevents them from displacing away. And good. so you don't, you don't, it doesn't put you at disadvantage again. Silway, it is your attack. You see Mist pounds the one in front of you with another Eldritch Bolt. She's going to whirl around and hit, or try to hit the one that hit her last turn, if it's obvious which one that is. From what you can tell, it's still an attack at disadvantage. She's using Tides of Chaos. Uh, to gain advantage, which would get it back to neutral. So she is desperate and she is hurting, so she's gonna let the chaos magic flow. And we'll see how this goes. <laughs> okay, 13. 13 works. 13 will hit. Yeah. The six that time. <laughs> okay, so that hits. Is 11 plus 4 is 15 damage. As you flail and swing and connect, you see the beast materialize, not where you thought it was but several feet away from where you were swinging. She blinks a few times in confusion, but is just glad to have felt it hit. The one that's engaged with you, Mist, is going to try to attack you again. It's hurting pretty bad, so it's not very accurate with its tentacle. So it swings twice and misses you both times. And second one's going after Silway. One of them hits you with one tentacle strike. Yep, I'm going to say she's getting pretty wild at this point and desperate, so she's going to use the magical shield ability to gain plus 5 AC, which means, at DM's discretion, wild magic. The DM is invoking that discretion. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> I should stop reminding the DM of her discretion. Oh, no, 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 I was already on that. I Basically, my thing is, once you hit number three, it was going to happen. Silway, one of the tentacles flails at you, and you instinctively cross your daggers in front of you, forming a shield. It hits the shield and bounces harmlessly away. You feel something inside you, 
and you lash out with your daggers. And with a shout of rage, you unleash a blast of missiles, which goes screaming at the creature. I'd like you to roll damage for magic missiles at fifth level. Holy shit. (laughs) What is the damage for magic missiles at fifth level? Uh, I need more D4s, don't I? Significant. Let me just grab some of these. I only have three. It's, uh, it's three, it's three darts, uh, seven darts, so 7d4 plus seven. 7d4 plus seven. All right. Uh, oh, you got, uh, so the first three, 11 plus... Plus six, so 17, plus 20, 27 damage from this explosion of pink orbs of magic that explode out from Silva. I see what's very, like, it's like fireworks bursting out of her. Pretty much, bright. yeah. Yeah, okay. You Katy Perry impression that I can't do. <laughs> I, I cannot sing for crap, but I cannot sing like Katy Perry for sure. Trevor just looks at you with his jaw hanging open. Mom! What was that? Silway, why didn't you lead with that attack? Silway is breathing heavily. Ah, I understand. (laughs) You want the fight to last. And Rotan, it is your attack. I'm gonna swing my hammers at the the Splicer Beast closest to me. Uh, that is a 25. That will hit. Let's do 10 damage. And I'll do my offhand, which I keep on forgetting to do. Uh, and it doesn't work out anyway. And then he swings with his primary. And that's going to be another 12. No, you need a 13. But you hit it once, which means you can still see it. And that brings us to Trevor. And Trevor is going to swing at the beast in front of him. Well, Trevor hits. Trevor does six points of damage as he smacks the thing in the rear end. Please don't die, Trevor. Please and don't that die. brings us to Mist. <laughs> I'm really ready to put this thing in the ground. You should learn magic missile. <laughs> I mean, the person that yeah. doesn't know magic missile. <laughs> or I could just use my cantrip, which, you know, averages close to that damage every single time. Uh, <laughs> if I can get both rays to hit. This time, one ray's hitting and. Ah, both rays are hitting. 15 yes. hits, right? I am officially done with you and your stupid tentacles and your stupid... Uh, you don't even have to roll damage. I mean, you can if you really want to. Okay, I really ahead. do want to, because I'm so done with this thing. He, he kicks it a few times. <laughs> that's uh, 24 force and 7 necrotic, so 31 damage okay. total. Uh, so it had, it had Just... 9 hit points left, so why don't you describe exactly what you do to it? I think when he casts it, he basically channels it through that staff and kind of does like a little, uh, does sort of like a you cannot pass bit and strikes the staff into the ground, sending the blasts out. And can I like knock this thing back up and uh, over the wall? You can knock it back to the wall. Like you, I'll say you can send it flying back against the wall. All right, works for me. You slam the staff into the ground and the bolts of energy come go coursing through the displacer beast with such force that it blows it back past you, Rotan, and it slams into the wall behind you. And some of the ice that was clinging to the wall breaks off and falls to the ground. 
and whichever one is the next closest Displacer Beast, I point my finger at it and transfer my Hex spell to that one. It's next. Silway, that brings us to you. You just blasted this thing with a fistful of magic missiles. Then she is going to growl at this thing and use Tides of Chaos again to gain advantage and then double dagger stab at it. Uh, 18 to hit. That will hit. Ooh. 15 plus 4. Uh, 19 damage. I'm sorry, 20 damage. Uh, you hit it hard. It's not looking very good. It's a little wobbly on its feet. Then offhand attack. Just in case I can finish it off. Nope, I can't finish it off. Roll the 2. <laughs> it is its attack. And it is going to attack you, Silway. Because it is angry. I wonder why. Its tentacles are flailing wildly above its head. And it whips towards you. And one of them hits you. Mm, no shield this time. For nine points of damage. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing the two of these two people, or this, this cat and this woman, like growling at each other in roughly the same uh, tone. And now uh, the other one is going to attack Rotan. Ha, huh, I'd like to see him try. And it hits you with one of its tentacles. Ah. No, wait. What is your armor class? Oh, you're back to the chainmail, right? So... I would be 18 now, I believe. Okay, then it hits you. Oh, I saw it try. For five points of damage. Oh, no. Breaks you across the chest for five points of damage. But now it is your attack. Ah, oh, let me show you how it's really done. Uh, that's a... Does a nine hit it? No. No, okay. Uh, well... Let's try that again. Uh, does a 10 hit it? <laughs> also, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe this one. Uh, that's a natural one. <laughs> you miss it twice, and with the, with, with the third one, you try to give it a little extra oomph into it, and you swing wildly over its head. Because of the cold, the hammer slips out of your hand and goes flying into the darkness. Uh, that happens to Rotan a lot. Oh, uh, there goes truth. It really does. <laughs> All right. So now it is Trevor's. Maybe he should hold his four hammers with two hands. And Trevor is going to swing at the one Silway's been fighting. Trevor swings, and much like his role model, not Dad, <laughs> swings wildly over the top of the Displacer Beast a little too hard and ends up dropping his weapon as well into the snow. It's like we're the same person. <laughs> you guys. Say, usually he rolls very well. Okay, uh, Mist, it is your turn. You have yeah. the one that you transferred Hex to, which is engaged with Silway, and another one which is fighting Rotan. How's Silway looking? Uh, she's uh, got some a bloody shoulder and looks to be about, you know, half his healthy as she could be. She, she look, do, does she look like a stiff breeze or a well-struck tentacle? Might She'll she'll survive a few more attacks. She, she has some juice still in, in Especially her. Especially with some shield spell slots and still her. available. And, and Rotan's look at... Rotan's fine. Rotan's shiny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rotan's having a great time. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and try to put down the one oh. that, um, that Silway's facing. It is not in melee range with you. So you do not have disadvantage on this. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got a 16 and a 19 on the die to hit. So I'm going to assume those connect because it's plus nine. Yes, they both hit. 
18 force damage and another 8 necrotic. So uh, 26 all total. You kill it, if you'd like to describe how you do so. Not quite as it's not quite as dramatic as the last time, but I think I think maybe it's like reeling back its tentacles to strike its silway, and then all of a sudden just goes tumbling off to the side as it gets gets caught with as it uh, gets blasted. Yeah, just it rears back to strike its silway, and then you catch it twice in the side with your eldritch blast, and it just falls over smoldering in the snow. And I'll use my bonus action to move the hex to the last one. Silway, it is your attack. You see the displacer beast that you were fighting get hit with two eldritch bolts and fall over sideways to move no more. Um, And you look up and you see Rotan is fighting one. Is the Rotan, what Rotan's fighting outside melee range? Uh, You would have to move, but you could move and attack it. It's currently Uh, outside melee range. Yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll move and attack then. So you're going to be attacking at disadvantage. At disadvantage? Yes. Dang it. 13. That will hit. And it, since it's engaged with Rotan, sneak attack. Uh, 7, 10, 15 damage. And we'll do a second attack just because. Why not? Okay, this one will not have disadvantage. Oh, uh, okay. 15. That will hit. Or a whopping 3 damage. Every little bit helps. Okay, so this thing is thoroughly enraged, having seen both its pride mates fall. And with renewed vigor, it launches itself at Rotan. And it connects hard with Rotan. I don't like the sound of that. For 13 points of damage. Ooh, oof Could have been a lot worse, it rolled a 20. But it slices you right across the cheek, Rotan. Oh! The cat got my tongue. And somewhere very far away, you hear Sheila cry out, Oh my god, not his face! (laughs) His beautiful, beautiful face. Now only half the NPCs will find him attractive. And Rotan, it is your attack. Ah! Does a 13 hit? Yes, it will. This is how it's done. I am gonna smite. Uh, ooh! For 19... Wow, so you uppercut it right into its chin. You hit it so hard that one of the beast's bottom fangs pierces the top of its mouth, and blood starts dripping from its mouth. It's still up, but it is looking very hurt. Uh, Take that, evildoer! And then I'm going to hit it again. Or not, that's a 10. Your second attack misses. Oh, well. Trevor is going to try to retrieve his weapon and fails to find it. So he's on his hands and knees searching around through the snow to try to find his weapon. Mist, it is your attack. What else can I do? Well, I mean, there's other things that I could do, but what I'm going to do is, with this last one, just kind of reach over towards it and fire off the last couple of Eldritch Blasts and hope that this is enough to put it down. Oh, God. Oh, oh shit. Um, Love to hear that. Yeah. So, um, one of them was a one. Okay. And the other one was cocked, so I rolled it again. And that also came up as a one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, need you, I need you to roll damage Down. on that. Mist implodes. No. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, Silway explodes. I think it's <laughs> Seven for one and 12 for the other. <laughs> okay. You're getting a little cocky. 
yeah, after that's about already right. knocked, that's about right. <laughs> having already knocked down and obliterated two of these. It's highly accurate. <laughs> that you're just kind of like showing off and you're kind of doing underhand sort of gun thing to the side to try to blast this last one. And your aim is way off and it goes sailing over the Displacer Beast and slams into Rotom. Oh, oh. Doing 19 points of damage. Oh. Good thing oh. I didn't have you hexed. Oh, man. <laughs> Is it bad that I wanted Trevor to get hit with that? <laughs> well, thankfully, Trevor is, like, on the ground on his hands and knees, kind of to mist side. How much damage? 19. 19? Oof. Duh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nope, it's fine. I can take it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My allies have done more damage to me than these freaking cats. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, but at least that's the first time Mist has hit yeah, you. Yeah, the number of times Silway stabbed you, I feel like it's only... <laughs> well, you're keeping track, right? So I think now you probably are, are about par hit point-wise. 19! I'm keeping track of who's... I'm keeping track of kill shots, that's it. Yeah. I took okay. I took 15 damage from an Eldritch Blast in the, in the Brotherhood. I'll let our legions of fans actually go through the, the fun of, of totaling up damage dealt by each of us to each character, each other monster and each other and whatever. Yeah. We have yeah. a Wikipedia page now, right? Someone's right? gotta be tracking this. We're that famous. <laughs> okay, Silway, it is your turn. Oh, she's gonna do the double slash. Actually, first she's going to turn and look at Mist with that teenage sort of, the hell? Kind of look. And then turn back at the uh, to double slash at this, at this panther. Or displacer panther. One of the daggers hits for, nice, 19 damage. Oof, okay. You slash at it, and you catch it along the flank, opening up a very deep cut, and it wobbles on its feet. It doesn't fall, but it's looking like it's on its last legs. Okay, so this thing is going to swing at Rotan, and I'm guessing it's probably its last gasp. <laughs> oh, what shit. a last gasp. <gasps> cool. <laughs> cool. What was it? I didn't hear. Oh, I haven't said yet. Okay. The tension, it's killing me. I mean, we know it's a natural 20, right? We know there's at least one in there? Yes. Yeah. The tentacle slams into you hard, Rotan. Yes. Right in the center of your chest. Oof. For 14 points of damage. Mm, I've, I've seen now, worse. They, it doesn't do that much damage. It's more of a... I'm down to 15 hit points. It How is your attack. <laughs> Revenge. That hurt. <laughs> he swings. Does a 13 hit? Yes. And I think you kill it. Oh, let's see. If you do more than four points of damage, you kill I it. I do. I do eight points of damage. Okay, so go ahead and describe it. I'm hurting a lot. Uh, and so Rotan crushes its head like a watermelon <laughs> into the snow. Into the snow. So you slam it with your hammer, knocking it down into the ground, smashing its skull. Blood begins to pool in the snow around the beast. The three of you stand there in the silence with only the wind whipping around you as you look about at the carnage that you have caused. All three of you are feeling terrible. This is why I wanted to come back in the morning. Silly turns to look at Mist. Cousins of yours? Not even close. Do you think we would have seen them better in the morning? 
That is how light works. I think maybe they wouldn't have been here in the morning. Clearly there's some sort of demon. And clearly we've woken up this entire compound. We should either get the hell out or prepare for another fight. Well, let's get that sword and be gone then. So, another fight it is then. <laughs> I mean, what, do you want to put it to a vote? Well, the sword is inside the building, and there's people inside the building who are going to see us covered in blood and beast fur, whatever the hell's going on here. So unless they take us in and nurse our wounds... Then we bail now. Rotan, it's your, it's your brother. Suddenly you hear, just uh, off to the side of you, uh, Trevor exclaim, Oh, I found it! as he holds up his club. Well done, Trevor. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, did, did I interrupt something? We're debating whether to run or go inside and find Rotan's brother or his sword. Rotan, how are you feeling? I'm not feeling very good. There's still time to get out before they find us. But my brother, what about him? I don't know. Here, take this. And Silway fishes into her backpack and pulls out a chalice and then looks at Mist and says, Where's that jug of water? Oh, yeah, uh, the alchemy jug. Bloop. Tilt the alchemy jug, and you pour water in the chalice. And you see that the crystal on the side of the chalice begins to grow brightly. And the liquid inside changes from water to something red with small slivers of what looks like floating gold or light. Drink this, Rotan. Well, he drinks it. No question. Uh, how, uh, huh. how much juice has that thing got? Um, I, I think only one. Here, let's try it again. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. She pours more water into it. You pour more water into it, and nothing happens. That looks like that's it. Yeah, figures. And then she, she puts the chalice back in her bag. Oh, I rolled horribly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to drink one of the potions that I have in my, uh, in my bag here. <laughs> I rolled two ones and two twos. <laughs> oh, God. So, Rotan. What a waste of a potion. So, at some point in the combat, I thought I heard you mention that there were lights came on in yes. the building. In the long, low building, a light came on. You have not seen any further movement from there, but the light has not gone out yet either. Let's at least get out of the open while we figure this out. Can you make us invisible again? Nope. <laughs> what use is your magic? I swear to God. He points at two of the dead displacers. They wouldn't have attacked us if we had been invisible. We were invisible when they attacked us. Then how did they see us? I don't know. Well, the question now is... She looks pointedly at Rotan. Do we find your brother tonight? Or do we come back in when it's daylight? If we die trying to rescue my brother before we rescue him, I suppose it all would have been rather pointless. Then again, he who fights and runs away is a coward. It's not how that goes. How long How long has he been missing? What, one, one or two months, I believe. So, do you think something could happen in the next eight hours that, couldn't, that didn't already happen in the one to two months prior? Yes, maybe. <laughs> Clearly they know we are here. The light, the, the window has had a candle in it for half of that fight we were in. So they know we are here. They've seen us. For whatever multiple of six seconds that was. Two minutes, maybe? Exactly, 66 seconds. But it has been a long time. Let us go. 
Let us go. Silway, so, you hear what you think sounds like a door being opened. They're coming. A door was just opened. Then let us leave swiftly. Can you climb quickly? In your inner injured state? Ah, uh, ah, uh, no. Well, maybe. Oh, only one way to find out. And he starts moving towards the wall. Order, order. And she stops him. The front gate. We're on the inside now. We can just open it. The front gate is on the... You're back towards the rear of the compound. Eh, statement still stands. How did you get in here anyways? Ah, oh, well, uh, Trevor gave me a helping hand. He's very strong in a wiry sort of way. He is indeed. Trevor, can you do it again? Can you get Rotan out? Suddenly you see a ball of light appear in the sky, in the courtyard, on the other side of the low building. And you hear hushed voices talking, and the voices sound as though they're getting louder. The time for discussion is over. Let's go. Rotan tries to climb the wall. Silway scampers up the top and over the side, over the edge. Okay, everyone make a dexterity check. Rotan, I will not give you disadvantage because Mist knocked most of the ice off the wall with his uh, Displacer Beast kill. It does not matter. I rolled in three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Rotan is there scrambling at the gate like a cat or a dog trying to get through. Hands going, feet looking for purchase, but you can't find it because you're starting to feel a little numb from the cold. So Silway goes up and over. And again, she can like offer a hand to pull people up or do assist to give advantage on their climb checks. Okay, so if you want to do that to Rotan, Rotan, you I can think, roll again. I think she would, yeah. For advantage. That's a 14 dex check. Okay, you're able to get up and over the wall. Behind you, Trevor starts to climb, but then his foot hits a patch of ice and he falls back down into the snow. Mist, do you make your check? 23. Okay, yeah, you go up and over the top. Silway, from the top of the wall, you see three figures walking towards you. Two of them seem to be armed with swords, and the third, who has her hand in the air, seems to be guiding the orb of light. Trevor, quickly, quickly. If you stay on top of the wall and try to help Trevor, they will get a shot at you. Yes, she will. If, if Trevor's like falling in the snow, she will stay on that side of the wall and try to try to help him. Well, you're on like, top of up. the wall. You're you're kind of up on top of it, or like on the side of it. Yeah. Well, wherever she has to be to like be able to reach down far enough for Trevor to grab her hand to give the assist to pull up. You pull Trevor up, and he falls over the other side into the snowbank below. And she scrambles over the other side herself. But before you could do that, damn it, they see you, and you hear a shout. Hey, you! Stop! No, thank you. She climbers over the side. Hold on, hold on. I I think I know what's going to happen here, but I'm still going to do it. No, thank you. You see, flying out of the woman's hand are three bolts, very similar to the bolts that came out of your hand not too long ago, and they fly directly towards you. Shield spell. I figured that was coming. All right, and they impact into the shield spell. And dissipate harmlessly. And she is running over the top of the the fence to get away. You run over the top and you drop down to the other side. Suddenly you hear a very loud noise, like a bell going off. And you begin to hear shouts. 
as on the other side of the fence, people rush into the courtyard. Uh, how far away is the bridge? The bridge is on the other side of the compound. Oh, on the opposite side of the, the compound. The opposite side of the compound. So you would have to make your way around the outside of the fence. They'll never suspect that. As you're standing there trying to figure out what to do, the orb of light is getting closer to you. And you see uh, shafts of light coming through the, the gaps in the fence, illuminating the forest beyond you. Quickly, into the forest. Or let's or find the bridge. We, can't, we have to get out of here. Uh, yeah, Rotong moves further into the forest. Okay, you retreat into the forest. So you're back from the forest. You get out of the range of the light. You can still hear voices behind you. It sounds as if maybe the entire compound is coming to life. So you're back into the tree line. What are you going to do? I think Sylvie's staying on the edge of the uh, visible area, like out of the range of the light that's coming through the fence, but not retreating deep into the forest. Should we work our way back around to the bridge? Well, if we don't do that, we're stuck on this side of a large gorge. And who knows if they try to block our way out, so I say we run for the bridge quickly. Yes, let us try that. Good idea. And she's already gone. (laughs) (laughs) Silway, what? Okay, I want everyone to make dexterity checks as you run through the snow. Five. (laughs) Ha ha, 18. 19. (laughs) And I suppose stealth matters. Uh, Not if if you're in an all-out run, but you do still have the cloak on you. So you're sprinting through the woods. Silway, you stumble slightly. And Rotan and Mist pass you by. Trevor catches up to you, but instead of running past you, helps you get back to your feet. Oh, thank you, Trevor. Give me another dexterity check. Uh, 15. This time next to you, Trevor trips over a tree root and goes sprawling into the ground. Well, then she will help him. Okay, and Mist and Rotan? Seven. Natural 20. Rotan is just bounding over snowdrift and tree root, and is beginning to get a little farther ahead of everybody else. You arrive close to the edge of the tree line, near where the bridge extends out over the gorge. As you look from the tree line, you see there are four or five people standing at the foot of the bridge. The gates of the compound are open. Rotan sees this? Yeah, and you all do once you catch up to Rotan. Mm. I'm waiting to see what happens with what Rotan does first. Well, I guess we could go inside now. So he finally catches up to him and is standing there sort of panting by his side and holding her wounded shoulder. <sighs> of course they blocked the bridge. Are you sure you have no more invisibility, Mist? Yes, I'm sure. I mean, we can sit here and wait an hour and then we'll be... I can do it, but... Well, I've heard worse ideas. Uh, won't, um, won't they find us if we just sit here? Not here, but in the woods, in the forest. Until whatever Mist does recovers. I don't know what he's talking about, but... Perhaps we should try talking to them. Well, it worked before. (laughs) I mean, clearly there were demons inside there. And it's not breaking and entering if you find out that there are crimes inside the place that you break and enter into. That's... (laughs) I think that's the law. Breaking and entering, we we entered. We didn't really break it. That's true. Yes. But we also fled from them when they came to investigate, which is not something innocent people do. Now, what is that when you're supposed to be... When you're someplace you're not supposed to be? 
Trespassing. Trespassing, that's it. Oh, it's been killing me. <laughs> Do you say that as loud as you just said that? Yes. <laughs> Silly face palms. Give me a perception check. All of you. Uh, 18. Good lord. 14. 17. Okay, the three of you, everybody except Trevor. Looking like a good fight to get the blood flowing, <clears throat> I guess. Here's from the bridge. Somebody say, probably louder than they intended to, Hey, what was that? Came for that tree light over there. And you see three people carrying torches depart the bridge and start walking in your direction. <laughs> uh, uh, Silway retreats slowly, like backstepping away from the people that are approaching. I want to use... How wide is sort of the... the the space between the wall and the edge of the gorge. Uh, it's maybe 30 feet. I want to use my staff to cast plant growth. Okay. Since the wind is blowing and it's dark, I, I, I'm trying to do it in a way that they can't really like, see the growth occurring, but um, when I cast this spell using an action... Uh, choose a point within range. All normal plants in a 100-foot radius centered on that point become thick and overgrown. A creature moving through the area must spend four feet of movement for every one foot it moves. So um, if I do this, and I can exclude one or more areas of any size within the spell's area from being affected. So I wouldn't do anything within the wall to make it obvious. Like, I just want to have it occur in this patch between us and them. Basically forming a wall of trees, like an impassable bramble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The trees at the edge of the tree line began to grow and twist into a gnarly thicket, which soon looks nearly impassable. You hear the three people getting closer. Oi! I don't remember this being so thick over here. No. I guess we have to come out here and do some pruning. Um, well, we guess we can't go any farther. Yeah, I guess not, not until the morning. And that's all you hear. And you think they may have left, but you're not 100% sure. So the group of you are safe behind your wall for now. Sully exhales in relief. Well, that was Ugh. some quick thinking. Yes, well done, Mist. Very good show. We're not out of danger yet, though. They're still, they will still be looking for us. Uh, can we, can we climb down into the ravine? Uh, I can. Can you carry me? Mm, how heavy are you? Uh, he's pretty heavy. I mean, he's thin, <laughs> but he's too heavy for you to carry him. I feel like that goes against the spirit of the spider climb stuff. Yes. <laughs> I mean, unless he was a gnome or something, then it would be different. Yeah. She looks at him like, mm, you're pretty heavy, Trevor. Maybe if you lost some weight. Oh. How deep is the ravine? 100 feet. Oh, shoot. I only have 50 feet of growth. <laughs> well, so do I. We could, we could lower people down 50 feet and then they could drop the rest of the way. Rotan, do you know how much that would leave? It's only, it's only 5d6 damage. <laughs> I might be able to take it. Could we tie together multiple lengths of rope? Sure, and just pray that the knots hold. Well, we could always try a distraction as well. I can throw my voice 
and see if we can get the guards to leave their posts and then sneak across the bridge. Can I get a good look at the guards? Like, are they wearing a uniform of some kind? You can't really see from where you are, thanks to the thicket. So basically we need to go around the other the other way to... Right. How is this stymieing us? We're all just like, what do we do about these guards? <laughs> I, I think climbing down is a great idea. We'll have to climb back out. Luckily you have a spider that can untie ropes and climb up and retie them. And... You know, I was given... I was told that this was a ring of jumping. Perhaps I could jump over the gorge. That's a long way to jump. How... How much does a ring of jumping make you jump? I have no idea. I've never tried. Maybe you should try first before jumping into the gorge. <laughs> I try jumping. <laughs> okay. Well, did you ever attune yourself to that ring? Nobody's ever explained to me how to... Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. You try jumping up and you jump your normal height, which, given the snow and your armor, is not very high. Perhaps with a good, solid run-up, it will be larger. Are you talking about making a leap of faith, Rotan? Ah, that's a great word for it. Yes. yes. I'm going to recommend against these. But that won't get the rest of you, of course. So, so I do not know that that is the best idea. If we want to tie all the various ropes together and climb down the gorge, I can, I can climb just fine. I can tie the ropes, I can untie them, I can bring them down, I can climb the other side and tie them up there. We could just use rope. Alternatively, we could have some sort of distraction that will clear the guards off the bridge. That was the voice throwing that I was mentioning. I'm fast. I could make a run for it, draw them to follow me, and then he taps the hat and turns into, I don't know, Arden? (laughs) I am pretty well tapped out at the moment, but I could command somebody to scream. I could just make a scream happen... Anywhere, whenever I want. Coming from nowhere. Hmm. You could... That does seem more utilitarian. Alright, everyone follow me. Silway starts creeping towards the edge of the forest, um, until she can get within range of the uh, the guards. You are going to have to go all the way around, because all you the way can't around because... move through that wall that Mist created. It wasn't a wall, it was a... It, it's just a slow movement every foot... Well, true. It costs I mean, four feet of movement. It slows you to four feet. And how thick is it? It's the thickest. But it's no trick. You just pick it apart with a stick. <laughs> I think Silway starts heading that direction. She starts moving through the thick plant growth. And, you know, there's takes her time doing it, but she's also trying to hide to make sure no one can see her. No, nobody can see you. And once you get into the thicket, nobody can see you. Okay. And then are, are her companions following her? Trevor would follow you. Yeah, I'll follow. A Roton will follow. So you all climb into the thicket. And as you're about halfway through the thicket, you begin to hear voices behind you. And it is the same voices you heard before. Boy, I could have sworn I heard something over here. So we will motion for our companions to stay quiet and then keep pushing our way through the, the growth. Give me a dexterity check, all of you. 11. 10. 17. You're crawling through the thicket, and for the most part, you're trying to remain as quiet as possible. Trevor, for all his attempts, is making the most noise. Stepping on twigs and snapping dry branches as he moves through. So it gives him a quick glare every time she hears a twig snap. (laughs) After a few minutes, you reach 
the front edge, and you see that there are still two guards standing at the bridge. And there's no other guards in sight, just the two at the bridge? From what you could see, yes, just the two at the bridge. Okay. I want to take note of their attire. They seem to be wearing uniforms. Give me a perception check. Uh, 13. Can't make out much, given the lighting and that the snow is still blowing in the wind. But they seem to be wearing cloaks of a sort of light blue color, which actually looks similar to the cloak that Rotan is wearing. Hmm. <laughs> Chartreuse or whatever we called it, yeah. yeah. Periwinkle. Periwinkle, that's it. I can hear Mist's gears turning over there. Hey, hey Rotan. Hey, do, hey, do you remember? Yes. Do, do you remember when you when you had that conversation with the inspector back in Nightfall? And he came under the mistaken, he came to the mistaken conclusion that you were also yourself a detective? Well, I, I, well, yes. I mean, I was doing some detecting at the time. Right, right, right. Um, so your cloak looks an awful lot like theirs? Ah, what an interesting observation. How, how would you feel about convincing them that you have... Uh, made the rounds here, uh, circled around the, the, the compound, and um, found, you know, that there's no reason for them to be watching. There doesn't seem to be anyone else out here tonight, and they should all go, go inside. Um, I... Or something to that effect. Yes, yes, I, I think I could do that. No, nothing in that statement seems to be a lie. That, uh, phrasing it very carefully for that reason. It's it's not super truthful, I would say. If hmm. they draw the wrong conclusion because of your cloak, that's kind of on them. There isn't anything out here that they need to be looking for. They don't need to be looking for us. Um, you know, we're we're not a danger to them. Certainly not in our state. Uh, well, do you folks think this is the best course of action? It's it's an option. I think we are running out of time. Either we bluff our way through them with that plan, or we distract them by throwing my voice and seeing if they can get them to leave their posts. So whose deception skill is better? <laughs> Mine is a plus one. I'm guessing Rotan is not the best deceiver. Uh, Actually, he probably is. He's got high charisma. Charisma. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. His uh, charisma is pretty dang high. Yeah, it is. He's such a straight shooter that, yeah, his deception's really good. <laughs> Alternatively, I do have this scroll of sleep. Well, that seems that seems harmless. Maybe they go nap nap for a little bit. I support the nap nap concept. That seems like the least risky, most likely to succeed. They will wake up. Oh yeah, no, it's not like oh, it's not oh, like okay, permanent <laughs> sleep. Uh, well, well, why don't we do that? That sounds that sounds like a perfect solution. So, would I if I use this scroll? Would I assume I'm casting it at first level? I'll say he cast it at second level. Okay, so I'll roll 78 to try and put him to sleep. All right, well, pull out the scroll and let's see what happens. Good luck. Uh, oh. uh, 23 hit points total of creatures that I can put to sleep. Okay, you whisper the spell beneath your breath. <laughs> <laughs> the the words of the sleep spell. Go to sleep. 
go to sleep. <laughs> you see both guards begin to yawn, and they look at one another, and they slump together, and slowly <laughs> fall to the ground as they support one another, Aww. and end up falling asleep back to back, sitting on the ground before the bridge. Now's our chance. Go. Brilliant. Oh, that is brilliant. Sylvia is already running across the bridge. For the bridge. For the bridge. Okay, give me a stealth check, everybody. Oh, the first roll's a two. Uh, 25. <laughs> 26. God damn it. Two. I want to be the best sneak. Get softer toe beans. How do you... Adv- oh, you've, the, the cloak gives you that, right? The cloak gave me advantage, and I already have seven to, uh, plus seven to stealth. Trevor only got 16, though, So, but he's... So Broton. Can we make up for him? Like, he's... No. <laughs> Cast silence on him. <laughs> I don't have ten minutes. <laughs> Just imagine, like, this extremely silent person goes by, and another extremely silent person goes by, and a Broton tiptoes. He's wearing the chain mail right now. Yeah. Pretty much something like that. Uh, Ewok, 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 ATST. Yeah, the four of you sprint across the snow. And while it muffles most of your movement, Rotan, your metal, as it rubs together, especially in the cold, there's a slight metallic clink each time you step. Trevor, Silway, and Mist make it onto the bridge and are transversing it. Rotan, you get to where the two guards are at the foot of the bridge when you hear a shout from inside the gate. Hey! Who are you? Somebody stop him! And all of a sudden, several people from inside the compound come running towards you. I will give you one round to decide what you're going to do before they will be upon you. Exit pursued by bears. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Would Rotan run, or would he try and let his companions escape? Uh, yeah, Rotan's going to stand there, turn and face them. So the three of you make it across the bridge, and you turn around expecting to see Rotan behind you. And instead you see him standing there, on the other side of the bridge, surrounded. Oh, God. Damn it. It's just stupid chainmail. Every, every god. Every <laughs> god, god damn it. <laughs> All of them. Every pantheon. <laughs> you are surrounded, Rotan, by three at first, and more keep coming. It's a mixture of people wearing armor and others in robes, all of whom look like they just got up from bed and one of them steps forward he's just in a nightshirt but he's thrown on some leather armor over top of it he has a shield and a sword which he levels at you so who are you in barry who 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 are you state your name why are you here my name is roton von bastard i have come seeking my brother i also have news of a carriage that has appears to have burned down that I believe belonged to you. So as you say your name, a ripple of whispers spreads through the group. Rotom. And the crowd parts. And he makes a bow. Of course he makes a bow. 
And an old man steps forward and says, Oh, is that so? Well, Rotan von Bastard, it is a pleasure to have you here. Really? <laughs> oh, well, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a very nice, um, surprise. Yes. Do you, um, do you know where my brother is? As you are beginning to speak, Rotan, you feel a strange tingle come over your body. Ooh. Make a wisdom saving throw. My spider sense. That, oh my gosh, that's a natty 20. And as quickly as it comes, it goes away. Hmm. Funny. Usually that works. Oh well, we'll do it the old-fashioned way. Seize him! And two guards on either side of you reach out to grab your arms. Roton's going to raise his hammer uh, to threaten them. Like, right, now well, hold on a moment! They're still, they're going to try to grab you. And they're going to grapple, and there's going to be one on either side. I want to try and break one of their arms with the hammer. Okay. Um, you can roll to see if you hit. Okay. Uh, that is a 19. You swing, and you slam your hammer into one of their arms. And you hear a crunching sound. And he yelps and grabs his arm. Hands off! Okay, Rotan, I would like you to resist at disadvantage. Okay. Since you are surrounded. 17, 20, uh, which makes 26. Oh, disadvantage, 23. You are able to fight them off. It's uh, your round again. Rotan's going to try and back away from them, uh, like still threatening, and he says, by what right do you cost me? You're going to have to push through them, because they have more or less surrounded you by this point. You could do a strength check to try to push your way through them. Yeah, I'll do that. That's a natural one. You are trying to fight your way through them, and you end up tripping over one of their feet and falling backwards onto your rear end. Damn, I was doing so well. <laughs> and they're going to try to grapple you again. And uh, now go ahead and try to resist them again at disadvantage. Uh, that's going to be a 17. That is not good enough. One of them, or two of them from either side, throw themselves half on the ground and wrestle your arms behind your back, forcing the hammer from your grip. Another one comes forward with something, you're not sure what it is, and binds your hands behind you. Silway and Mist, you see this occurring from the other side of the bridge as Rotan puts up a fight, but is ultimately wrestled into submission. I'm going to do what I do best. Hide in shadows. It's <laughs> a good move. <laughs> Trevor will do the same. Missed? After a whole lot of... We'll also do the same. <laughs> the three of you, on the other side of the bridge, as Trevor ducked into the shadows as well, see them drag Rotan to his feet and march him into the compound. Behind him, they close the doors. The wind blows, and you find yourselves very much alone.
Forest learn that he can't solo everything? Will Silway learn the concept of planning? Will Rotan ever learn to stay- Wait, I think I did that one already. Doesn't matter, none of these doofuses will ever learn. But come back anyway for more multi-class theater. We're yes. literally in almost the exact same spot that we were at the start of the episode, except now we're beaten up and lacking spells. If we're trying to, if we're trying to knock on the door and look at somebody up, we'd be exactly right here. Could have just punched myself in the face for three hours. <laughs>